Welcome to World Screen's Fast Festival. I'm Kristen Brzezowski, Executive Editor of World Screen, and I'm speaking with Jaime Behar, Chief Marketing and Digital Officer at SPI International, a Canal Plus company. Hello, Jaime. Hi. Great seeing you, Kristen. And it's great to have you here. Now, from your view, how has the TV experience evolved with the combination of linear and digital? Um, well, I believe the future of the uh, TV experience will be a hybrid. It will be a combination of a, a vast VOD selection of a lot of verticals and genres, and as well as linear coming together. Because linear has two major advantages. One is live TV. Second is the zapping experience. The zapping experience creates a unique discoverability option for content. People do curation for you. And so you can just serendipitously move between different channels based on the content you like to watch. And therefore, I think the lean back approach, which is the TV approach will always live with us. And mainly because of uh, news and live sports events, anything that's live formats, and as well as new types of channels that are like fast channels, the smart channels that SPI we just introduced with Finbox Plus, and that will be important. Talk to me a little bit more about how fast fits into this evolution. Yeah, so the, one of the biggest platforms in the world, and when you look at all the streamers, are actually the ones that are uh, monetizing with advertising, right? Uh, and so the ad, ad dollars are actually very important because they come from the TV world that is very clearly measurable based on ROI, even though it's based on sample, it's very well established. So the spender, the marketeers know which tar target group they're targeting exactly, where their money is spent, and how much people, how many people they're reaching, right? So this is why I think the future of uh, TV and digital uh, streaming is moving towards those grabbing more of those ad dollars, and that's where the fast fast channels and AVOD are coming in for the streamers as well. Walk me through SPI's fast offerings and why these categories have borne fruit as the right ones to be in in the market at this time. Uh, we have uh, currently a film stream, which is uh, broadcasting already three years in multiple platforms worldwide. It's an art house movie channel that's localized in multiple languages that's available to Samsung TVs and other operators with um, in UK, in Australia, in the US, a lot of territories worldwide. We also have uh, Dizzy, which is a Turkey series, uh, Dizzy Stream, which is a Turkey series uh, channel. And we also have DocuStream, which is a documentary uh, fast channel. And um, we also have the Fashion Stream, which is for actually, as comes from its name, a fashion content, which is available on multiple platforms in Latin America and other territories. We're really doing fast in multiple countries with platforms like Pluto TV and, and, and so on and so forth, many of them. Tell me about SPI's latest innovation, smart channels that are exclusive to the Filmbox Plus platform. 
Yes, so smart channels are actually an innovative way of offering our content to our uh, viewers, to our operators, um, already launched in millions of homes uh, across the world. Uh, we are now focusing uh, to, uh, we have around 200 smart channels. Basically, we're focusing to our operators, uh, Central and Eastern Europe, in the Netherlands and other countries. Um, the, the smart channels are actually digitally curated streaming channels that are launched to our content management system. So you can think of it as a playlist on a music streaming app. Uh, so basically our, our um, editors can, we, SPI has something like 14,000 pieces of content in its library. And it's an incredible amount of uh, waste of time for a consumer to go through these contents uh, in order to find something to watch. So of course we categorize and we offer content and recommend content, but we also wanted to tap in into the lean back approach because Finbox Plus that is integrated already with around 50 operators across Europe is actually offering linear channels as well as VOD content together. It's in a hybrid model that you can subscribe directly or to the subscription that you have with your operator. And we are integrated in the operator's apps, in their smart TV apps. Uh, and and you, know, we, we, you can just use your uh, login with your operator and download our app in your phone or iPad and then log into our app as well. So it's, it's very uh, deep integration with the operators. So, but we also wanted to offer people the option to discover content in a different way, which is the linear channels. We already have satellite linear channels within our app. So we said, why don't we create, and we see that the viewership is very high on those channels from within the mobile app as well. So we said, why don't we just create for the smart TVs and for the mobiles and for the iPads, et cetera, or for the web uh, laptops and a, a product that's within our Finbox Plus app and that makes the content discoverability much easier. So we decided to create some thematic channels. So our editors just sit down, program, let's say our kids content and make 100, 100 hour of programming at minimum puts them together and then launch with a special logo and a special brand name. Let's say they launch Finbox Kids, Finbox Horror, Finbox uh, Tartowski movies, Finbox uh, French movies, you know? So we created around 200 uh, channels. Um, depending on the territory you're based in, you can just log in and you will see that in, in every country that we're in, we have at least now, not just like 10 linear channels, but at least 25, 30 channels, including the smart channels. And this is a great way of discovering content. And we launched this in the beginning of this year, 2023. And now we see that the uh, viewership is going up. Almost 20% of our entire app viewership is now coming from the smart channels. So people are really reacting positively to it. Let's talk about choice fatigue and the need to maximize discoverability of existing content through customization. How do these smart channels help essentially do more with less? All right, so we, we actually take every decision based on data. And when we were doing some marketing research, we realized that in Netherlands, where we have our flagship app, uh, Theme One, we realized that actually people experience choice fatigue, meaning people actually, when they go home, they put the kids to bed or they just eat something, they, they're tired from, from work, 
and they just have maybe an hour or two maximum in during a week evening just to uh, watch something and entertain themselves. But as people who are living in big cities and, and, and trying to make things happen every day, we are facing thousands of choices. And when it comes to entertainment, we actually prefer that somebody make those choices for us. So this is where curation comes in. And this is where um, the choice fatigue takes its toll. And our research show that over almost 50% of the viewers uh, in the Netherlands in 2022, they actually, once they cannot find something to watch, they give up completely. And women, more so than men actually, they give up completely on watching something. So they basically, they, they end up spending half an hour, let's say a quarter of it, a third of the time that they have for the evening to watch something into searching something. So that's how the idea of the, when we, we established that the choice fatigue is actually a real issue, we started to promote more our linear channels because they're really curated professionally, designed to make people uh, just enjoy the content. And once you are in our apps and you go browse through the channels and you stumble upon a very good movie that you like or a show or a, a format that you like, and, but you're in the middle of it. So you can always just with a, press a button and go and actually watch it from the beginning from within the app and browse through the EPG. You can see what's coming next. So it's actually a, um, let's say, combined experience of lean back and lean forward approaches, linear channel and VOD, a press and play um, that actually try to offer more choice to the viewer so that they can just focus on their, enjoy the content rather than trying to make another choice that they've been tired doing more choices the entire day. How is quality curation key for better content proposition? Well. Curation is basically almost everything. Um, people really, um, you know, programmers on the TV, traditional TV world have huge experience. We, when you just leave the curation to the machines, uh, the algorithms will always show you something that based on your past. If you watch a couple of romantic comedies, you'll end up, uh, seeing a lot of suggestions of the same sort. But that doesn't mean that on that specific day, you are on that mood. Maybe you want to watch a sports documentary, or maybe you want to watch a thriller or a crime movie, you know what I mean? Or a classic movie in a different language. So um, the recommendation engines decide for you or offer you based on your past experiences. So it always keeps you coming back to your past, which may not be holding true for the current day that you're in. So this is why curation is so important. Curation is based on data of viewers, choices, and also on certain occasions. If it's the Christmas time of the year, you should definitely create more content or more offers with the Christmas movies. You know, so seasonality is important. Uh, current events are important. If there's a, some, war going on in between certain countries, unfortunately, people tend up to look for more war or political documentaries. 
And this is how, because con consuming content is at the same time entertaining ourselves, but also an educational experience. Or if it's a Sunday morning on a regular TV channel, Penny TV channel, you would expect to see a family movie or some sort of kids content that you can enjoy as a family when you're having breakfast or before and after it, if you know what I mean. So curation is really the key and it brings over 50 years of TV building experience with it. And we at SPI as a traditional broadcaster of the pay TV world are now applying this know-how into our digital apps and offering it with the operators. And we see great results. Operators that we work with in, in countries like Romania, Poland, Czech Republic, uh, Netherlands, uh, Bulgaria, Turkey, they're all giving us positive feedback and data that actually the well curated content is doubling or tripling their app usage. And based on that experience, we're also creating and, and offering them more the content based on seasonality. So with these smart channels and fast channels, what are your projections for AVOD as we look ahead? And how do you see AVOD and SVOD in combination? Um, I think the future will be a combination of AWOD and SWOD, and we already start to see this happening in certain streaming platforms, rolling it out in multiple countries. As Finbox Plus, we are also building our uh, AWOD uh, offer, and hopefully we'll be launching it before the end of this year. We're already doing live testing of the uh, AWOD uh, option, and it's, in, it's in the, really in the testing phase at this moment. Um, what is coming up is the fact that the ad dollars that is going to linear TV and AVOD based, based streaming platforms such as YouTube worldwide. It's a very important monetization tool that we cannot disregard. Young generations who are not uh, interested to pay as much to streamers, they opt for the AVOD. People actually don't mind in general, all the research shows, to see some ads before watching the content, A, if they're gonna pay less or nothing to pay to watch their content, B, if the ad is somewhat relevant to them. You shouldn't be show, showing a shaving cream to a kid or, or to a woman, right? So the targeting should be right as well. Now, that's where the cha challenge of the fast channels are because fast channels, uh, platforms are yet to be able to supply the data that is necessary for the advertisers to spend more. In a typical ad uh, marketeer's mind, 70% of their budget will be spent with the traditional means where they are sure that their return on investment is guaranteed. This could be digital advertising, this could be out of home, depending on their, or, or traditional TV, depending on their needs of the product they're marketing. 20% will go to more newer methods of advertising, such as influencers, Twitch, uh, blogs, Reddit, etc. Okay, whatever they have in their own country, in their own territory. So we, we do marketing in over 30 countries. So in every country, our marketing mix is always a little different. Um, and then 10% will go to the completely experimental new media. So for a media company or for a media product to be uh, successful, they have to supply the right data 
the right targeting for the advertiser from jumping to the 10% tier to the second and then spending few years there and proving themselves and finally join that major part of the budget. So fast channels are yet to reach that point. And this is where actually streamings like Finbox Plus or others hold an advantage in Avon because we know whom our subscribers are and we know what they are watching. And we don't have to supply this data to the advertiser, but we can create legally um, done clusters of target groups where the advertisers will reach the audience that they need to or they want to in a legal and accepted way, uh, universally. With an eye to this evolution we've been talking about, what do you see as the impact of AI in content creation and viewing habits? AI is a, is a, is a huge topic that I don't think we can cover everything uh, in this conversation, but um, no, at the end of the day, we are all in the storytelling business. And what AI is doing so far with generative AI is actually it's cracking the code of the human race, which is the language. Through language we learn, we live, we fight, we love, and we communicate. And what AI does is actually creating content and using language, which is the human code of communication. So, and we're all in the storytelling business. Think about the Terminator. Terminator is about, was about robots taking over the world and destroying everything. Think about the Matrix. Matrix was about taking over the world and um, by physically by robots and uh, in a human shape and form and intelligence, right? Conscious robots. And so, but the current AI is actually could be a potentially dangerous, but at the same time, a huge tool for content creation. Video generation, uh, graphic design, storytelling, story creation, dubbing, um, helping with coding. It's like you have an entire team that is helping you and working with you if you use it in the right way. So it has holding a huge potential to speed up content creation efforts, content uh, distribution efforts, um, app building efforts, and anything. Just, just as a simple example, you can use uh, ChatGPT or others to create your entire social media strategy for a certain country, for a certain product, and it will give you a lot of general, uh, generic answers as well. But mixing with your own human creativity, you can refine it and you can improve it and you can use it. So it saves you, it saves the marketeers, the content creators uh, a lot of time. And, and it helps them think about this. This has been a great discussion. I wanna thank you for sharing your time and your insights with us. Thank you, it was my pleasure.